99.9% of my clients have an underlying gut infection. 85% are parasites. A couple wow. of something else, but yeah. How can we get rid of unwanted levels of inflammation? Our bodies can handle small bouts of inflammation every once in a while, but when inflammation becomes chronic, that's when we really start to experience issues. Today, you're going to learn about what you can do to eliminate the inflammation so you can feel like your best self. You're listening to The Best You Podcast, where we teach you the healthy habits that you need to look and feel like your best you. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and body optimization coach who has coached over 600 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. The 10WT makes it simple for former athletes who struggle to prioritize health and fitness to regain the confidence in their health that they once had. If this is your first time here, make sure you click the follow button on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Today, you get to hear from Samantha Lander. Samantha is a functional diagnostic nutritionist who uses functional lab testing and extensive health screenings to address a wide range of health stressors and create customized wellness programs. Samantha has helped herself and thousands of others to solve their nagging health issues. Issues like bloating, hormone imbalances, fatigue, and many other health stressors can hold you back from looking and feeling like your best, and Samantha is here to help you fix those. Again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts app or on Spotify, make sure you hit the follow button. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. But for now, it's time to get closer to your best you with Samantha Lander. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast today. I'm super excited to be joined by Samantha Lander. Uh, today's episode is going to be really impactful for a lot of you guys who are maybe struggling with health health issues and you're maybe not sure why. Um, we're going to unpack a lot of different health issues today that are maybe holding people back, what maybe tests you could take, how to know what tests to actually take, and, and different things like that. So, uh, Samantha, I know that you've dealt with kind of a lot of health issues yourself and you were in a period of time where you felt like you were doing all the right things and you still weren't feeling like yourself. You weren't feeling like energetic and you were feeling bloated and all this kind of stuff. When you're in that period of time where you almost feel like hopeless, what are the things that keep you motivated to still keep you doing like the basic healthy habits? Oh, I, I don't think I needed motivation to keep keep the basic healthy habits going. Once I became a healthier person, I, I just, um, I was too scared to not do them because I felt so bad doing mm -hmm. them that I didn't know. I thought I was like going to break, just like break. Um, I, Cause I just knew, I mean, there's definitely days where I wanted to quit, but I, I just knew it just wasn't, I felt like, well, if I'm doing all these things and I'm eating super clean and I'm working out like crazy and I'm doing everything everybody says to do and I still feel this bad, like how bad would I feel if I were actually just eating whatever I want, doing whatever I want? Mm. And I mean, I would test it and I'd feel like crap. So, and I just, I just think I, I just knew I'm kind of a bulldog. So I just knew that, yeah, I just, I just knew there was something more. I did not know what it was. Um, do you feel like, did you do did you feel like during this there during this stretch, it, it sounds like because you're a bulldog and because you uh, were scared of what ha what would happen if you stopped these healthy habits? Do you feel like you did a good job of kind of like staying curious the entire time and continuing to like research, continuing to ask questions and stuff like that? I just I just kept going. I don't know. I just felt like um, you know you got to be proactive about your health and not reactive. And I I think the biggest thing is that your gut is going to be your biggest sign. 
So it's going to tell you whether something's right or wrong. If something isn't, you know, settling with you properly, like a doctor says, oh, your labs are normal, blah, blah, blah. But like literally your eyebrows are hair is like falling out you're freezing all the time you're bloated all the time you don't go to the bathroom every day that's not normal i don't care what they say you know then you need to go find a new practitioner or a new doctor and just keep digging i think your your body i always say that like symptoms are an amazing thing like they suck and nobody really likes it but it's the best it's your body telling you exactly what you know it needs to be telling you it's telling you something's wrong you may not like the symptom. I totally agree with that, but it's, it's a great thing. Like imagine if we didn't have symptoms. Yeah. So let's, let's go right into that then. So symptoms are there like when you are talking with people or listening to people and they're describing a lot of different symptoms to you, I feel like so many different health issues have like the same symptoms. How, when you're listening for people and describing their symptoms, are there like kind of categories where like if you hear this this symptom and this symptom, then you have them go maybe get this test done. If they have this symptom and this this symptom, then they have go go get this test done. Like how do you kind of navigate hearing people's symptoms and then figuring out what steps are to follow? I think that's I think that's part of it is sometimes people chase the symptoms of oh, my stomach hurts. So then they go to a GI doc, but then they don't ever think about the fact that, well, maybe they have endometriosis or maybe they have hormone imbalances, or maybe it's just a small digestive issue or something like that, or cysts in your ovaries. Like there's a lot of different things. I feel like it's kind of like your health is a wheel. So you kind of got to navigate. But usually when I meet with people, if I hear specific key complaints about bloating or acne or psoriasis or eczema, I can ask, some key questions that might be like, okay, you might have a parasite or bacteria overgrowth, but I still would run a lab. Um, but it's always coupled with, imagine if you have a parasite, your body is under a lot of stress trying to fight that infection. You have another thing, eating your nutrients, depleting your nutrients, you know, it's surviving off you. It sounds like a simple thing, but it, it can really tank someone who's already living a stressed out life. So if you don't also look at like your adrenals and your hormones and all of that, then you're not going to, you know, and look at a good 24 hour snapshot of your cortisol. It's, you got to look at all of it is how I, I, as much as you can until you get into like really deep diving if they don't get better. So I look at, if I'm looking at gut, I'm looking at hormones, I'm looking at adrenals, I'm looking at your cortisol, I'm going to look at food sensitivities. I'm going to look at how much you're training. I'm going to look at your lifestyle, how stressed out you are. I think it all, you know, that's the problem is there's no cookie cutter. Yeah. If, if there was a quick fix, we'd all just take a pill and be like, I'm okay. Yeah. If somebody is listening right now and they and they feel like they want to go get some sort of testing done, but they're not going to be able to afford or be able to get four, five, six different tests, what how do I where do I go to start? So like with my clients who like they they're ready to invest in their health, but they can't make the full investment. So, you know, with me, like for me personally, like you can find I do payment plans. So you can find a, a practitioner that maybe does some sort of payment plan, but that what for working with them, but the lab fees, like some of it, like I always do nutrition first. So that's like the foundation that we work on. It's like, it doesn't matter how sick you are. If you're not, we can do all the labs, but if you're not, if we don't get your food and your nutrition, right, then, then what's the point? So I getting on a good, it's free to eat whole foods, right? Good, clean, whole foods. Look at the labels. Don't put any processed food in your, in your mouth. If you're doing all of that and not feeling well, then we run a food sensitivity test. 
you know, everybody has a food intolerance. I don't care what you say. Um, I double blind all my labs. That would kind of be the first thing. And if you have to space it out, then pay for another one a month down the road. You didn't get sick overnight. So it's not, you know, what's another month. Um, so you can space them out. You know, I always say, you know, imagine you're going to invest at least $800 probably in labs, but you don't have to do it all at once. This didn't happen overnight. Um, but you also don't want to just throw protocols at someone when you don't know what's wrong. That's the problem. That's why everyone's, a lot of my clients I get have been doing all the Instagram protocols and the, you know, Dr. Google and, and not getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're doing a protocol that might be a generally a relatively sound protocol, but it's not necessarily treating whatever the issue, the root of the issue is for that person. Yeah, I mean, I, I get people who, when I start to talk to them, they're like, well, I know I have a parasite, but I went and bought one of those parasite cleanses and my anxiety went out the roof. And like, it's like, they're just, the, their body wasn't ready to go kill something that's like living off them. And people discredit that. So what it does, it's going to cause a major stressor on the body when you're trying to kill something that's like living in your gut, um, you know, just the die off and all that stuff. So I think so I always support the hormonal system and the, and the cortisol and the foundation and the energy source of your body and your drainage pathways, you know, your liver, kidney, gallbladders. you got to do all that stuff first before you go kill anything. Yeah. Well, let's kind of, let's kind of go back. You know, you mentioned how maybe before going to get a test, you need to make sure you're actually eating the right things. If you're eating a diet full of processed foods, then a, a test might just might not be as worth it because it's like, okay, let's clean up the foundations first. So what other things are you asking people before maybe recommending going and getting one of these tests to make sure their foundations are set? You know, I would say, you know, start to rotate your foods a lot. Don't eat the same thing every day because that's one way that you're going to create a lot of food um, intolerances to food eat whole foods. Obviously, if you can't pronounce it on the label, don't eat it. You know, three ingredients about should be your max on on a on a label if you're going to buy something. I know there's some really healthy things that have a few more. Um, you know, start start there. There's so much free medicine. There's, you know, grounding outside, movement, you know, healthy movement, not overtraining, maybe cut back on your cardio, start to meditate, castor oil packs, dry brushing. You can buy a dry brush for five bucks takes one minute where you go to the, you know, get in the shower, you can lay, uh, you know, castor oil pack. You, it's a, it's a $75 maybe investment and you can wear it every night and help with your drainage pathways in your liver. So there's, there's tons sunlight, you know, going to a yoga class, there's free classes, there's free everything. YouTube has everything. So I yeah. think there's a lot of free medicine that people just don't, you know, take, take, for, they take for granted. Yeah. Um, look, I want to dive into the rotating your foods thing. I know that I've always heard from a gut health standpoint to optimize your gut health. You want to make sure you get a variety of foods to, to optimize your gut microbiome and stuff like that. And, and then I've more recently heard about if you eat the same food over and over again, you're more likely to adopt or to uh, yeah adopt a sensitivity to it. Why is that? Yeah. So I always tell people try to do four days of rotation. So if you have eggs on Monday, wait four days and then have eggs again. But I mm -hmm. promise you, you have food sensitivities. You just might have a gut that's a little bit um, less wrecked than most people. So, you know, whole leaky gut, intestinal permeability, which is kind of a, a umbrella term, but your, your gut's probably not as leaky. So you're not getting the symptoms, but you still have reactive foods. 
So you'll have mm. them. You're just not highly symptomatic as opposed to someone who's like just had GI problems forever. Their gut is a mess. Every time they eat something, something goes wrong. Like they'll, they might have the same amount of food sensitivities as you, but they're just not like, you just don't have the symptoms that they have. So over time, the goal is to figure out what is the underlying root cause in the gut. And then you have to heal the gut. Like healing the gut is key because then you'll be able to eat like you do. Not yeah. Crap. Well then let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't probably had Burger King in over a decade. Um, um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, thank God. But um, but let's let's stay on that topic then. If let's say two people, like you said, might have the same level of food sensitivities, but one might have a healthy gut, so they're not experiencing the symptoms that somebody who maybe with an unhealthy gut has. So let's stay with someone, maybe maybe like me, since you use me as an example of maybe I have a healthy gut, so I don't necessarily recognize the food sensitivities. Does that mean that the food sensitivity is actually harming me or, or not? Is it just a matter of like, maybe it's, maybe it's like a little bout of inflammation and just over time it will bother me or, or tell me about that. So it's definitely, they will be causing inflammation in your gut, but it really depends on how many you have. Um, mm. You say that you, so I get this a lot. Like you say you feel great. Right. But I guarantee if we ran the lab, you'd be like, like I get a lot of guys. It's funny. I have a lot of women, like tons of women, but then the guys that I get that work with me are like hardcore entrepreneur. Just want to like optimize. Like they're like, I feel fine. I'm good. Like I don't have it. You know, it's a whole thing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you mimicking me. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm mimicking my clients. Not you. You're not my client yet. So anyway, so they run the lab though. And they're like, no. And then all of a sudden they're like, man, like I don't crash in the afternoon, like as much, like my sleep is better. I'm pooping. Like it's, it's different. It's way better. Like you really don't know sometimes until you take it all out. Like I had a client who texted me recently and she was like, she had a funnel cake at the circus. And she was like, how did I walk around feeling this bad every fucking day? She like, couldn't even believe it. And, um, you know, and I almost like when people get all those foods out and then have something because then they realize how bad they felt because you get used to it. It becomes your new normal. Like the joint pain just becomes kind of like your normal thing. Like, you know, I know now when I have joint pain, I either have a hormone imbalance or something I'm eating is flaring it up, you know, it's, and it's just like real. So now like I've been doing this for so long that I could go out and plow down a Chinese buffet and not feel that bad the next day. Right. But I will have like, I can feel it. It's like, I get this sinus congestion, like this like weird feeling in my sinuses and my knee will like be throbbing the next day. And so I get mm -hmm. that before when I was really sick and first started, I mean, I was like doubled over if I had anything that was off my plan. Um, yeah. No, I and think I was eating healthy. Like I, I was reactive to like the healthy foods that you eat every day. Mm. Yeah. I think what you said was really important with regards to what you uh, pointed out with your client, how a lot of people don't realize that they're not feeling, they don't feel, they don't realize they're feeling bad because that's their normal. And so you don't really know, you don't have anything to compare it to, but when you get the benefit of contrast, then you get to actually realize how bad you were maybe feeling in the past. Um, let's, I want to talk about the severity of, I want to talk about alcohol and how, much of an issue it is with regards to our gut health, our digestion. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who has 
experiencing health issues. I'm not feeling like myself. I feel like I'm exercising the right way. I feel like I'm eating the right way. I feel like I'm doing the best I can with sleep and stress management. And I'm and I'm drinking some. I don't feel like I'm drinking excessively, but I'm drinking some. Do I need to completely eliminate alcohol to see if alcohol is the issue for my digestion? Or do I maybe have some other things that are going on where eliminating alcohol still isn't going to cause my issue or solve my issue? If you're a female and you're having one drink a week, a week it can wreck havoc on your hormones. And if your hormones are in balance, it's probably going to cause some gut problems. If your gut is in balance, it's going to cause some hormone problems. Um, it's all like, and then the anxiety. So, so that one drink that you have, your liver will always prioritize detoxifying alcohol. So when we wake up after that one drink at two, three o'clock, right? That's usually when people wake up almost spot on when I ask them about it. That's your liver saying, what the fuck did you do? Now I'm going to wake wake you up and I'm, I'm trying to detoxify. Like I'm trying to get this out. And it's always going to, that's always the preferred, the preferred thing that's going to go out first, not the hormones, not the toxins, not all the things that you need to detoxify on a daily basis, you know, with your liver, kidneys, gallbladder, it's going to, you know, prioritize alcohol and not, you know, we were bombarded with toxins every day, let alone like the stuff we need to flush out in our own life system on a daily basis. So everything becomes super congested. So with women, I see a lot of estrogen dominance. Um, it also kills your blood sugar. So your blood sugar at night goes all crazy. And then you get like super insulin sensitive. So then you're going to store fat when you drink, it's going to cause, I'm just going to tell you some of the things that might just keep people from drinking a lot. When you drink it, you're relieving anxiety typically. Right. But then when you drink, it's also going to cause your body to have a stress response. So then you're going to release cortisol, which is also going to put you in fight or flight mode, which is also going to have you store fat. So honestly, I tell my women, if they want to have a drink a week, if, if they're really not, if they don't feel good and they really want to get better, I would say quit drinking for a while, you know, and then eventually we can try to add it back in. Um, but I mean, it's just so it tears your gut apart. I mean, if you think about what do we put on our hands, like all during COVID, what do we put on our hands? Alcohol to kill yeah. bacteria. So we're drinking it. I mean, That's good point. Not, it's not rocket science. No, but yeah. we like to drink. We like to drink. Nobody wants to take, take that away from us. It's fun. I get it. I'm an alcoholic. I loved it, you know, until it just didn't work for me. So I'm on a different spectrum, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm working with a lot of women who are in recovery or, you know, want to quit drinking and things like that. So I, I've had to really learn like the deep, deep, dark secrets of what it really does to your body. And it's just, mm. it's awful. Um, but if you were going to drink, I would say, you know, drink, eat and then drink, you know, always eat something, always have a protein and a fat, the more fat, the better. Um, and that goes with the hangover the next day when you feel like you want to have fast food, cause that's going to help you. It's the fat and the fast food and that's trans fat typically. So just eat something high fat. That's healthy fat that morning. And that will help, um, gin it's lindenberries. There's no wheat, corn, gluten, rye, all that stuff's out of it. Super, not super inflammatory vodka derived from potatoes, vodka derived from grapes. Cheetos is 
a vodka that is gluten-free. Everybody thinks it's great, but it's corn. Corn is one of the things that comes up on every single food sensitivity test that I run. So, you know, stuff like that. And then club soda, don't put all the sugary stuff in your alcohol, beer and wine, or just stay away. I don't know. So <laughs> if you were going to drink and then activated charcoal before you go to bed is great. Electrolytes are great. You know, I, my women who do drink, I have them put like Redmond's electrolytes into their, and Elementi is another pretty clean one into their drink while they're drinking. So at least they're getting the electrolytes because when they take the activated charcoal before they go to bed, it absorbs everything. So it will absorb any medication, any supplements and your electrolytes. So that you got to keep that away, but that'll keep, that'll help with the hangover. No, 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 that was good. That was good. I've never heard of uh, activated charcoal. Enlighten me of what this is. It's amazing. It's a binder. So, so if you get food poisoning or alcohol poisoning at the hospital, they give you a bunch of charcoal, right? Like, I don't know if you heard that story because charcoal just absorbs everything. Like if they, if you look at it, they sell the charcoal bags for your house that you can put around to absorb toxins in your environment. Um, they say, you know, put some activated charcoal. If you get like a flu shot, you can put it on the end. It'll pull out the toxins from the flu shot, but activated charcoal is a binder. So it binds to anything, especially toxins and it, and it holds onto it. And so if you take it, it's going to bind to things in your gut, alcohol, and then you're going to absorb it. So you don't have that hangover. I use it too, when I'm doing like parasite protocols and I'm doing, um, any of the GI protocols, really, we started to like find all the, um, the toxins and stuff with binders as we start to do the detox If we're killing parasites. It'll bind and help pull it out. Mm. It's great. It's great. Mm. If you have food poisoning, I tell people if they're travel a lot or like just you have kids around anything like that. Oh, you should always have it on hand. You get food poisoning, take it. it just absorbs everything. And, and what is it? What, what form does it come in? It's charcoal. It's derived from coconut. It's, typically. Okay. It's okay. like black charcoal. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, I, Interesting. I'll, we'll I have to, like, oh, we'll be looking just, it up. Yeah, I just actually took some earlier. I'm doing a SIBO protocol right now. And I took some, I would say, I hope my tongue's not black, but it isn't. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah just, you're good. It, it absorbs and then pulls it out. You can also check your transit time that way. So if you take it, you can see how long until your poop is black. To see mm. how long it takes you. Interesting. Interesting. Um, because you've mentioned it a few times and I feel like you have a good amount of experience with it, with people having parasites, how common is somebody having a parasite? Very, 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 very. Um, 99.9% .9 of my clients have an underlying gut infection. 85% are parasites. A couple wow. of something else, but yeah. Oh yeah especially if you eat clean, like you don't have all the pesticides and all the stuff spraying all the vegetables to just kill everything that's on them. I think that's because bug poop is another, uh, another great way to get parasites, you know, and that's going to be, there's going to be more of that probably on organic vegetables or vegetables that you get from a farmer's market, you know? Um, so what, how, what, what's the, what test identifies that you have a parasite? Um, I use a GI panel, so okay. I either use a GI map or it's a lab called parasitology. So I have people, um, it's funny, I have a whole protocol for my testing. And I think that's also really important because you'll go to the doctor and they'll have you do like a one day stools test. And I have people do it for six days during the full moon, which is when parasites are breeding after they do a biofilm breakdown. So they break down like this, sort of like the slimy coating in the rocks, um, 
on the, on a rock in a stream. So you get that in your gut. So we like break that down first so we can get everything coming out in your stool. And then we do it when they're breeding. We do six days of samples. Cause wow. I was missed. Yeah. I was misdiagnosed when I was sick and I, it's one of those things I just knew something was wrong. I was like, and I'd done enough research. I'm like, I know I have a parasite. So I actually bought a test because I'd, I'd done several tests and they were all negative. And I'm like, there's no way. And so I did it. And so I put five days of samples and I did five different tubes. And on day three, I had a parasite and I didn't have it any other day. Wow. And what, uh, what, what shows up on that GI math test that's, reveals to you that you have a parasite oh we, it tells us exactly what parasite you have so we'll test and it'll, it'll test for tapeworms roundworms parasites bacteria how well your digestive food candida yeast fungus uh SIBO in the lower colon it'll test for h pylori oh, it's like a, a lot mm. all the different wow. loops all different types so we'll know specifically what parasite we're going to have to kill so that's why I like those general, like, I'm going to go to Whole Foods and buy a box kit for that because I think I have one is always a bad idea, especially mm. if you're reactive to any of the foods because it'll be like super high doses of like black walnut or something. And if walnut is one of your foods you're sensitive to, you're going to feel like shit. What are, what, um, now knowing all the different things that you know, what are the things that you are routinely having done, whether that is, I mean, you can define routinely yourself, but what are like the different tests that you're routinely having done to ensure that your health issues are still in check and you're not having something come up um, out of the blue? Oh, I had something come up. It's, 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 you know, I tell people it's like, you, I always strive for perfect health, but like I have periods of time where I'm really good for a couple of years and I might not have to run a lab and then I'll go through something stressful or something will happen and I'll be like, okay. So I, I used to run the food sensitivity test once a year. I just loved it. Like, I love the test. Like, I, I liked it. It's like, I revamped my diet. Uh, but I don't really run it anymore because it's always like seven things. And I don't really feel that different. And I think I'm kind of to the point where I'm pretty in tune. It's still really hard to do elimination diet, but I'm pretty in tune with what's going on. So I will run the hormone and adrenal panel. But I have PCOS. I also just, I, I was feeling great. And, I, and then I got really, really sick about two two years ago. And I had a infection in my mouth that just turned into other infections. So I had a root canal. And so at the end of a root canal, um, typically there's an infection and I, I couldn't even get out of bed. I was so sick and I was doing, you know, all the right things. So I just started going again, trying to figure it out. And I, I tried antibiotics. I thought it was a sinus infection, which is like, I don't, that's not really my thing is antibiotics. And we found out that like, I had a lot of infections at the end of root canals. And so biological dentists are amazing, um, not getting root canals. I've actually pulled every single tooth on this top left to try it. And then we're going to put implants in and replace it, um, to pull out infections and just any metals and everything in, in my mouth. So for me, it's just, it seems like I've always had something. So mine is now my mouth and I've learned a lot through that. Like a lot, a lot of my clients have mercury fillings and they, they have, you know, severe like eczema and psoriasis. And it's like, that's mm. one of the number one things, but their body isn't strong enough to actually just go remove that. So we do our work and then I'm like, okay, now it's time to go get the, you know, the mercury out of your mouth. Cause if you have like you have mercury and titanium and then maybe like a bridge or something that's three different types of metal and it actually becomes like a live battery in your mouth 
it's crazy you should look up my instagram lives with the biological dentist it's it's insane i was obsessed you you did an instagram live with the biological dentist is that what you said the top ones in the world like in the world i was i was obsessed i I was so sick it was all i could do was focus on it it's the same thing with when my i was sick before you know maybe it's because i'm an addict i don't know but i was i didn't know what else to do i had to figure it out Mm. so it's been a journey with somebody if somebody i just want you to talk to somebody kind of from the standpoint of they feel like they're trying to figure it out and they feel somewhat hopeless because they've been trying a bunch of different things they feel like they're uh, trying what they need to try. They feel like they're doing what they need to do, but they still don't feel right. They still maybe uh, having sleep in- issues, energy issues. Like what would you just say to that person to keep them feeling hopeful and uplifted that there is a point where they're going to figure it out if they just keep going? Well, I've been there. I can say that. I can just say that I can completely empathize with everything they're going through. Like I've been there. I remember my lowest low on my last health thing was I remember it was New Year's. I was like laying on my bedroom floor, just like crying, like praying, like crying. Like I I didn't know what else I could do. I'd been fired by doctors. I'd gone to every, an endocrinologist, GI doc. I've had laparoscopic surgeries. I had colonoscopies. I had it all at every lab. I was still running some of my labs. I just was with like the wrong practitioners. I learned a lot, but I just say, just keep going um, and don't bandaid with medications and, and find out the root cause of what is making you sick and listen to your gut. It doesn't mean you have a gut problem, but like, listen to your body, like, listen, it's telling you what's going on, you know, and just, you got to go from head to toe and just kind of like analyze every single thing. I mean, it could be that you're in a shitty marriage and that's what's making you have back pain and causing your gut problems. But if you're having imbalances in your gut due to a shitty marriage, it's going to cause other issues. So it's a wheel. And I say, you got to look at all the spokes for sure. Yeah. And yeah. not to give up. I love it. Just, it's, yeah. You only got one body and, and, and you're worth the investment. It may be a lot of, I mean, I spent, I spent over $80,000 trying to figure out my health for sure. So it's, it's, you're worth the investment. You know, you see, I always say like, we see these like women walk around their Gucci bags and stuff, but they feel like shit. Like I'd, I'd much rather be walking around with like a piece of shit target bag and feel amazing. Cause I'll tell you, it's way better than feeling like shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, what? I appreciate that. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, before I ask the last question, I just want to acknowledge you for your constant curiosity and resilience and, and bulldogness to just continue to figure it out. Um, and you've, even when you continue to maybe experience some issues every now and then you continue to bring that level of resilience and that level of fight to you to figure it out time and time again. And I know you help, um, hundreds and thousands of people do the, do the exact same thing. So, uh, kudos to you for, uh, continuing that level of resilience. You guys need to make sure you go follow Samantha on Instagram at CFit living. Uh, if you do not yet already, but where else should people go learn more about you, Samantha? Um, I'm on Facebook, just under Samantha, uh, CFit. Um, and it's S E E not C, not the letter C S E E F A. People get that wrong. Um, and then my website, which is kind of a shit show right now, but it's www.cfitpt.com. But really I'm all over Instagram and you can always connect with me that way. And if you want to do like a free discovery call and I do a, like a health clarity call. So if anyone is like, you know, curious about what they can do or what I do, um, or want to talk about their health, I, love hearing people's health stories. Mm, Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, uh, last last question here, Samantha. As somebody who does um, so many different health habits, you do. Uh, if you could, this is just a hypothetical question. If you were, for whatever reason, only allowed to do choose like three healthy habits to do for the rest of your life, you weren't able to take the activated charcoal. You couldn't. You couldn't do activated charcoal and dry rub and meditation and yoga and all these things. You were only allowed to choose three of them then what are three healthy habits that you would choose to do for the rest of your life? I kind of want to flick you off right now. Um, no, <laughs> um, I would continue to eat whole foods. I would probably keep hot yoga and, and my supplements in there. Mm. Awesome. I mean, and then, I mean, staying sober is really important to me. So I don't know if that's yeah. a healthy habit or what that is. Yeah. That comes before anything. Mm. If I'm not sober, awesome. probably not eating whole foods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, awesome. Well, I know everybody got a lot today. Um, learned about a lot of different potential things to be aware of and potential tests to get. Um, but I think more than anything, like you said, trust your gut, not necessarily your gut itself, but like your instincts and listen to your body and everything like that. That's just such an important message. And sometimes it's hard to trust your gut and listen to your body with all the different all the noise that's going on. So you can sometimes just need to quiet the noise, sit in silence, see what's going on to, to really figure out what the next best move is for yourself. But Samantha, that's all we got today. Really appreciate your time. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Samantha's awesome. She's funny. She's down to earth and she's super knowledgeable. If you're looking for a fitness program that can be flexible with your schedule, that focuses on nutrition and will help hold you accountable and help you regain the confidence that you once had in your health, then the virtual 10-week transformation just might be for you. Go try out the one-week free trial by going to nickcarrier.com slash free trial to start today. Again, nickcarrier.com slash free trial. Some of my biggest takeaways from Samantha were the following. Symptoms are actually amazing things. I know it doesn't feel like that in the moment, and I know that's easy to say when you're not experiencing a lot of issues and symptoms, but they are truly great pieces of feedback and great warning signs that something needs to change. It's just upon you to take action because of them. Alcohol, well, yeah, it's not healthy. Am I going to stop drinking altogether? Personally, no. But am I going to continue to keep it in check so to minimize the negative ramifications of it? Yes, and I'd encourage you to do the same. There are so many things that you can do to heal your body and rid your body of inflammation. And for that reason, it can be overwhelming. I know there was a lot of different things that we covered in that episode today. Before you start trying this and that and the other, take some time and do some of your own research. Figure out what might work best for you. Just because something worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you as well. Listen to your body, do your research, and find out what's right for you. This interview with Samantha was awesome. I hope you're hitting the follow button on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify. Make sure you share the episode with a friend or a family member. And most importantly, keep taking action closer and closer to your best you.